This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Good morning. This is my first time back for a very long time, so it's good to be back. Attunement. That is so lovely. And we live in such a beautiful spot in the world that, I don't know about you, but all I need to do is look at the mountains, the countryside, the birds out my window feeding on the feeder, and I just feel that joy. And then I feel the love. And oh, life feels so good. And then something slaps me across the face, and life shows up. And what do we do in those moments when life kind of unhinges us a little, knocks us off the love pedestal? The other time I've noticed that I get knocked off is when I'm in a hurry. It's almost like I'm running late and I'm driving somewhere and oh dear, I should have left five minutes before I did. Love and beauty, I'll think about you later. I gotta stay focused on getting where I'm going. And I literally take myself out of that. So how do we shift and come back? Because we, we all know that feeling of when, we, when we've been there, in love, in attunement. Through my training in NLP, we break it down into little bits enough until it's doable, even when we're feeling like we're in fairly big crisis. So let's talk first about what attunement is. I first dove deeply into that word through working with my horses. And through the horsemanship I'm practicing, we're not just learning to be good riders, and learning to teach the horse to do this when we want that and that when we want to do that, I am interested in attuning with him. I am interested in fully, fully, and him attuning with me. And what does attunement mean when someone truly sees you? When someone truly hears you? And when they look into your eyes or say something, you get that they get you on a deep, deep level. How does that feel when you're in attunement with someone? Now I get to tell a story on my, one of my favorite people in the world, and that's Reverend Jane. We all have wonderful stories about Jane. Not too long ago, I thought I'd like to do a new endeavor And so I asked Jane for a reference to send off to this new endeavor, and she sent me a copy of of the reference that she wrote for it. And I, I felt so gotten just to my core. She said things that she knew about me that that just spoke not to what you might think she would say, but how she really felt about me. And I felt so gotten. 
When is a time in your life when you feel like someone has really, truly gotten you? How did that feel? Where did you feel it in your body? Now ask yourself, who created that feeling? Was it the other person? The obvious might answer might be, oh, well, Reverend Jane did for me. But if your answer is the other person, you're missing the mark a little. Who created that feeling in you was you. That came from deep, deep inside. And it came from the place of love. It came from the place of pain. It came from the place where we live our lives and experience everything we experience. It all comes from here. And so that sounds easy, but it isn't. I notice that sometimes when I'm in this beauty and love and life is going well, and all of a sudden I sort of sabotage it, and I ask myself, all right, Robin, what's that about? And I realize there's another religion that I practice out there sometimes. It's called Murphy's Law. <laughs> and that little voice in the back of my head, you know the one that gets you in trouble all the time? Says to me, oh, well, 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 don't be too happy because then it'll really hurt when you're actually bringing up your next slap in the face. And I noticed that even though I d said I didn't believe in Murphy's Law, it kept coming up. Has that happened to you? And you know better, but there it is. And I'll tell you the one thing that helped me finally, finally make peace with Murphy and say, yes, you're a very nice man, um, but I, no longer are you in my religious beliefs. And that is when that voice came up and said, oh, be careful. I said, oh, you know what? Thanks for reminding me because I need all the attunement, I need all the love that I can bring in me now for the next time that slap shows up. And I'm not creating it by being in love. The other thing that's tough about attunement, I think the most difficult thing, is you have to take responsibility for all of your feelings, all of the time. I mean all of them. It doesn't matter what life brings to you. You can blame the other person, you can blame the moment, you can blame the outside force, you can blame the weather. But any time, and I truly mean any time, no matter what's happening, when we put the blame out there, we have given away our attunement. And every time, I mean, every, it doesn't matter. I, I, I can almost hear you saying it because my voice says it all the time. But Robin, you don't understand. I was the innocent party here. Yeah, I know. 
I think that all the time, too. Oh, no, 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 Robin, you don't understand. This couldn't possibly be my fault. Well, you're right. It isn't your fault. However, it is your responsibility to come back to attunement and practice what I know to be the deepest truth that I keep testing. I'm a tester. I, I take a beautiful belief, I take it on, but then I notice I don't trust you, I gotta test it like a little kid, you know? What I know to be true is the deepest truth is simply that there is a gift in all things. And if we're looking for it, we'll find it. And it doesn't matter how bad it looks or how bad it feels or how terrible the world will tell us we've been treated. If we want to go into that place of, oh, poor me, the world says, okay, you can be unhappy if you wish. Or you can open your heart to, I know there's a gift in there for me somewhere. And I don't know what it is yet, but I don't need to know. I know that if I open the doors to my heart, it will show up. And probably sooner than rather than later, as long as we're open. And it, it sounds easy, but it's not. And sometimes I have to wallow for a while before I find it. How about you? When I lived in Vancouver, I used to um, go to the post office for things, and um, on kind of surprising, I, I loved going to the post office because there was one little cubicle, a person in that cubicle. She had a sign on her cubicle wall, and I loved reading that sign. And finally, I took a picture of it, but I would always wait until she was available and have her wait on me. And that you might have heard it, that sign said, resentment is like eating poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> now, I would always laugh at that and go, I'm so glad I don't do that. <laughs> and then I'd realize, how many times a day do I do that? Every time I spout out a negative thought, a negative judgment, I'm absolutely eating my own poison. And when I take responsibility for that, <gasps> there's another slap that helps me come back into me. It helps me come back into my heart. It helps me to remember that I'm not supposed to look like anybody else or anything else. It takes me out of judgment and I get, get to come back to being me. Now, the reason I, I was, I was really glad that I stayed away for as long as I did, and I know we don't need to go into the whys of all that's happened in this world, but I've been gone for like a year and a half, and it has given me time to feel some feelings I didn't want to feel. It's given me time to research what that was about. And it had to do with my leadership here at Unity. And the reason I'm here is because I feel like I have been so blessed with counselors and teachers and mentors and guides and just so many people have helped me on my journey of healing 
and knowing the inner truth that I've, I wanted to pass it on. I truly wanted to pass, that's all I want, still all I want. But the uncomfortable truth that I had to face was that when I was, often when I was getting ready for church on Sunday, I was in a funk about something, or you know, something was kind of bothering me, but I'd think, okay, it's Sunday, I'm going as a leader, I have to put that to the side so I can be here for you. And then I would wonder why, when I would talk to some people, I can read an audience pretty well, and I would feel like, they didn't really get me. And I realized through this time, through this feeling this, it's because I wasn't being authentic. People would come up and say, how are you doing, Robin? Oh, I'm great, how about you? And that's not always true. I have all of my feelings about life, same as everyone else. And so it's made me rethink my leadership, how I want to show up. So I am claiming that from now on, when you ask me, Robin, how you doing? I'm going to give you the real answer. I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I've been struggling some with some things this week, and I've been worried and anxious about this other stuff over here. Don't need to go into the details right now, but... That's the truth of it. How are you doing? How's that work for you? Would that be okay? All right, let's start right now. Let's start right now. Ask me, how you doing, Robin? Well, I've been struggling, thank you. And you know, I, I, I really want to be here for you, but I guess first I have to get my little voice out of the way so I can truly be present with you. Thanks for asking. Now, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Yay. <laughs> so now, when is a time that you stayed in attunement? Not when it was easy, but when the world gave you all the permission in the world to feel sorry for yourself. Pick a moment and feel proud that you didn't go with the cultural teaching that says, oh, poor me. You went with, yeah, stuff happens and it knocks me. And I'm bigger than that because each one of us, our spirits are so much larger than that anything hap that happens to us at any given moment. And we always have the opportunity to rise back into that knowing, that attunement. It is such a worthy practice. And do it daily. And I mean tiny stuff. Don't wait for the big stuff. Practice on the little stuff. Like I would drop something on the floor and break it. And you know that nasty little voice. Well, you know, it, I don't think it ever cr truly goes away. That's part of our humanness. And I'd catch my nasty voice going, well, if you'd have been paying attention to what you were doing, you wouldn't have dropped that. And now instead I go back to a tune and I go, thanks for sharing, but... Oh dear, 
And then I go, and I, as I'm picking the pieces up, rather than going, oh, well, I used to love this thing, instead knowing how be- noticing the beauty of it with the break. Practice that with tiny little things, because then as time goes on, it's there for you in the bigger things. And I've watched that unfold for me. I've watched when the, of course, I'm kind of a rebel spirit anyway, and the world says I should feel bad. That always gives me my best moments. (laughs) But when big things happen, then you can go back to, wait, 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 wait. I know there's a gift in here for me, and I am open to it. I am open. There's another wonderful word that I love that's been maligned in our society, and that's humble. Humble doesn't mean playing small. Humble doesn't mean feeling small. Humble means we're open. We open our hearts, we open our minds, and we keep them open. And there's no room for judgment in humble. Now, how many times a day, I, I don't have enough fingers and hand, uh, toes to show you, how many times a day do we judge just ourselves? Per day. I mean, I, I don't have, exactly, lots. Stay humble, which means staying open. Because then that inner voice can take us back to the truth of who we are, and that is love. It is always love. Love is always the answer. But love doesn't mean hearts and flowers. Sometimes some pretty major earthquakes happen to bring us back to love. That doesn't mean the earthquake was bad. It means we are open to that wake-up call every moment to return to love. I have one of my favorite, favorite authors. This was the author that actually brought me to the New Thought idea, and Illusions by Richard Bach. This is Illusions 2 by Richard Bach. There is no blessing that can't be a disaster, and no disaster that can't be a blessing. Soak that in. So take time to attune in yourself to that inner place past the judgment mind that never, ever silences. Oh, it silences for a while in in meditation or in beautiful places. But then, just when you think you got it handled, it rears its head again. Go past that to your heart. Come back to attunement. Come back to getting all of you. And don't let the judgment derail you from knowing in your inner heart that all you are is love. Namaste.